Welcome to the daily devotional podcast of Meadowbrook Church, loving Jesus by loving people. For more information about who we are, find us online at www.meadowbrook.ca. spoken endlessly in this podcast about the judgment of God. Now, if God is just angry and arbitrary in punishing the earth, then judgment is scary and God is unfair. But if God is just in his judgments, if he gives time for repentance and mercy, if he calls loudly for all to turn from their ways and receive his grace, which he freely gives, well, then the world is really without excuse when judgment comes. If the police officer says slow down or else you'll get a speeding ticket and we don't slow down and we get the ticket, the officer is perfectly right and fair. We have been warned and we have no excuse. Likewise, God has warned and is warning, giving time, calling for change, waiting patiently. So although his judgment comes and the weight of the judgment is huge, the people of the world are really without excuse as God has been crystal clear about what is going to happen if they don't change. They are the ones choosing not to change and so they are the ones choosing the judgment to come. This judgment continues in today's verses from Revelation chapter 18 verses 9 through 13. When the kings of the earth who committed adultery with her and shared her luxury see the smoke of her burning, they will weep and mourn over her. Terrified at her torment, they will stand far off and cry, Woe! Woe to you, great city, you mighty city of Babylon! In one hour your doom has come. The merchants of the earth will weep and mourn over her because no one buys their cargoes anymore. Cargoes of gold, silver, precious stones and pearls, fine linen, purple, silk, and scarlet cloth, every sort of citron wood, and articles of every kind made of ivory, costly wood, bronze, iron, and marble, cargoes of cinnamon and spice, of incense, myrrh, and frankincense, of wine and olive oil, of fine flour and wheat, cattle and sheep, horses and carriages, and human beings sold as slaves. Once again, Babylon seems to be used synonymously with Rome and with the horror of Babylon that we've already seen in the book of Revelation. He is that great city representing the great empire that ruled the earth when John was writing his letter. There are three groups who lament Babylon's fall. The first are the kings of the earth who committed adultery with her and grew wealthy through her. In one hour your doom has come speaks to the swiftness maybe the surprise of this judgment, which obviously invokes terror in those who see it as the once seemingly invincible empire is brought to the ground. The second group who weep for Babylon are the merchants, those who made their fortune through her wealth. They weep not out of compassion, but out of selfishness. They weep because their source of wealth is now gone. We're given a list of luxurious items that they traded in, but at the end of today's passage, there's a chilling line Amidst the livestock and the spices and the natural resources and the goods, these merchants also traded human beings sold as slaves. At the time of Revelation's writing, up to a third of the population of ancient Rome was made up of slaves, a practice which, in spite of how some have twisted the scriptures over the centuries, is something that God really does not support in the Bible. This speaks to the evil of Rome and the evil of the world at large who would treat their fellow human beings made in the image of God in such a horrific and degrading way. 
the final group to lament Babylon's fall we will get to in Monday's verses. For today, take some time to meditate on the luxuries listed in today's verses. Most of us are by no means wealthy, maybe by North American standards. Many of us sincerely struggle to make ends meet. At the same time, by worldly standards, North America is wealthy. With our healthcare and our infrastructure and our education, we have so much more than so many on this planet have right now. By worldly standards, we have much. So what does that mean for us as we see God's anger towards wealth in the book of Revelation? What does that mean for how we manage our own finances? And what might we do with this new insight as we move forward today? Mm-hmm.